Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to Bring the Juice. The Indianapolis Colts in week number one are winners against the Carolina Panthers. The Colts win by a score of 21 to 18. The Colts got to see a lot of different players today from some guys who were starters to some other guys who were backups fighting for positions and also some positions that are we've been watching, right? Some positions that some guys are battling out for. So I know I personally wasn't able to really watch this game, but Derek, you obviously weren't able to stream this game and watch every single play from this game. So I'm going to defer to you a lot for this game because I don't have time to go back and watch a two and a half hour game, but I can talk about what the stats show and I'm sure you see other things beyond what the stats show. But let's start here, Derek, first off with the quarterbacks. And we'll start with the guy who was a starter for this game, Jacob Eason. He was 15 of 21, 183 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. What did you see from Jacob Eason today? Obviously some good and some bad, you know, when you looked at from a couple different angles, his, we can kind of start with the bad and the really the only bad thing about what Eason did today was, you know, very, very lack of awareness in the pocket. You know, there was a play where he lost a fumble and, you know, initial thoughts are, oh, you blame the left tackle because the edge guy got around him. But honestly, if Eason stepped up in the pocket and would have made that throw, that edge rusher is not making that play. So, and partly it is Eason's fault because he didn't step up and he didn't feel the pressure. And there were a couple times where he just stayed flat-footed. As soon as he hit his three-step drop back, did not move. And, you know, that's the issue we saw uh, early on in the co- first couple of drives for him. And that's why he got sacked the way he did and got the lost the fumble. But when you looked at the good, once he finally started getting a rhythm in, I mean, he really had some great throws across the middle, on the edge. You know, Michael Strawn going up and get a, getting a bunch of great catches for Easton today. Patman, of all people, leading the team in catches today. You know, he was being utilized a lot early on. You know, that was great to see. Uh, I mean, Eason's balls were really beautiful today. I mean, the way he threw the football today were amazing. Very good touch on practically every throw except for like one or two. So, and the Paris Campbell one where he threw it up to that one, obviously you've seen that. I mean, the, the touch on that throw was just beautiful. I mean, that was what we, and then there was the throw he had to, Strawn, it was actually Strawn's first catch where Eason rolled out to the right. And that's been the big question mark. Eason throwing the ball on the run. Can he do it? And he hit Strawn in stride on the right sideline. Strawn made a play. So overall, it was a good day. You know, I think the Colts are definitely going to address the, you know, moving up in the pocket this week. I think that's going to be a point of emphasis for Eason. But Nevertheless, the arm strength was on point today. 
had a lot of great throws. I'm, I'm excited to see what I saw from him. You know, initial reactions is this is a, this is not essentially, this is his first game action in an NFL uniform. So to come out and expect it to be absolutely perfect is it's not reasonable, right? I mean, I kind of expected there was going to be some issues with Eason, right? But I think you touched on it right, Derek, when you said just some of the placement that he had in his throws today, those are things you just can't teach. He's got, we've talked about all the time, and, and people talked about it coming out of college, that arm that Jacob Eason has, it's not just throwing the ball 80 yards standing. You know, it's it really is fending those balls in those windows where nobody else can get them. And Jacob Eason... You know, as as much as we like Sam Ellinger and, and, you know, the Colts obviously like Sam Ellinger, Jacob Eason has an arm that's completely different than Sam Ellinger. I mean, that's just the facts. He, he, can, he can fit a football into places that no other quarterback can do or very few quarterbacks can do just because of that arm strength. And obviously there's some times when he needs to ease up on that a little bit and fix some other mechanics like we talked about, being better in the pocket, more pocket awareness. And that was kind of a question a little bit was under pressure. How is Jacob Eason going to perform now? Took three sacks. That's a little bit concerning, but you know, you do factor in, okay, how many starters around? That was the O-line. A lot of that was the O-line. The one sack where he gave up that the fumble, that one was on him, but the one where he got sacked for like 15 yards, that was not his fault. That was on a fourth down and one. It was supposed to be a play action where the tight end was coming out to the outside edge is what the Colts do with Jack Doyle all the time. The tight end got tripped up and nobody blocked on the right side and Eason had nowhere to go with it. Nowhere to yep. go with it. Yep, for sure. But I did love Derek, the two-minute drive with Jacob Eason had at the end of the first half. He didn't throw the touchdown, but he led the team down and they went ended up punching it in then. So you got to love to see that. You know, that was a big thing. I think that was probably a big win for Jacob Eason in this quarterback battle was the fact that he was able to do that against essentially the starters, right? He was able to do that against the ones. He was able to go down and drive the team down, put them in position to score right right before the half. I mean, that is really, really good for Jacob Eason's stock, which is great. But Sam Ellinger came in in that second half, started off a little bit rough. Um, He ended up with, let me pull up the stats here real fast. So for him, he ended up 10 of 15, 155 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, bad interception. We already, we talked about it a little bit. I know you talked about it in your stream a little bit, bad interception, but I thought he made, uh, he, after he kind of got settled down, kind of like Easton a little bit, I thought that he looked pretty good in that second half. And obviously he helped lead that comeback for the Colts to win on, I believe it was a last minute field goal by Eddie Pinheiro, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So it was like within 30 seconds they they made that and and went ahead then and ended up winning the game. So, you know, Sam Ellinger obviously has some issues. We talked about them before, but you know what? This guy knows how to win. I mean, that's something that the Colts have said as much, right? There's something about this guy. What did you see from Sam Ellinger today? And what were your thoughts overall with, with him and Eason in this game? What What were your takeaways between these two guys? Well, I mean, Ellinger definitely has the juice, man. I mean, he definitely has that competitive fire that, you know, Ballard was saying from the very beginning, this guy's a winner. And you saw it in the very end there. You know, he did not want to lose that game. You know, there were times they were showing him on the sideline. He was frustrated with himself, man, after those first couple drives. You know, that third quarter was not kind to him. That third quarter was not kind to him. You know, he had a couple of bad plays and it just, it looked like he just wasn't settled in. And then when he finally got that play where he threw to Tariq Black for a 40-yard catch where Tariq Black made an unbelievable catch, 
He felt like he could do no wrong at that point. He was dropping dimes everywhere. Every throw was spot on. Every time he made a decision, it was spot on. He even had the ability to rush. He was the leading rusher for the Colts today, too. Had four rushes for 30-something yards. I mean, you know, he made plays with his feet, too. And that's what we said Sam Ellinger can do. He can make plays with his feet if he has to. And sure enough, he had to a few times. And he got very pivotal first downs on that touchdown drive when they needed it. So Sam Ellinger, you know, again, once he settled down and he started playing the way he wanted to, then he started making it work. Now, again, this is obviously against second stringers, third stringers, all this, the works. But for two guys that have never had NFL action, come in and do what they did. Once they both settle down, they both look like the best quarterbacks out there on the field at any given moment. I know P.J. Walker started off kind of hot in that game, but it was different, though. P.J. Walker got cold as that second quarter went on, but Ellinger got better once that fourth quarter hit. Could do no wrong. And that second quarter for Eason, he could almost do no wrong. So it was great to see through all... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The adversity they were dealing with, for both of these guys to come back and and be clutch in the moments they needed to be, even though it's a preseason game, it's great to see them do stuff like that. Based off of today's performance, do you see either of these guys kind of elevating themselves a little bit more than the other? Oh, man. You know... I. I really can't say, you know, after seeing both of these guys, I ranked both of their performances a B minus, you know, obviously no touchdowns from either one of them in the passing department, but you know, for the circumstances they were put into, I thought both of these guys really gave their team, their team a chance to win today. And I mean, I really can't say definitively that either one of these guys really elevated each other over one another. I mean, they're still neck and neck really for what they want to be at right now. And, you know, we'll kind of get more of an idea next week when Ellinger starts facing more of the number ones and number twos against the Vikings, we'll get a better understanding of it then. But for this game specifically, they both did well today. They did. I I think for me, and obviously it's nothing that Ellinger can really do, but you know, against the ones Jacob Eason had a better completion percentage, right? And he had more yardage and stuff like that than Sam Ellinger. So I think for me, I was just slightly more impressed with Jacob Eason. Now, again, I am not discrediting Sam Ellinger in the second half, but you mentioned it, Derek. Like, he's playing against backups, right? He's playing against second and third string guys. As good as he was, and he was, right? I'm not discrediting that. I think, like, I I take more of what Jacob Eason did, and I said, wow, this guy showed a lot of potential today. And for me, I mean, he didn't turn the ball over, and and that's key. No, he didn't. well, he didn't so, turn the ball over technically. That was technically. Right. Well, I mean, that was more, you know, that there was a lot of situations like Ellinger, Ellinger's was just a really bad pass, yeah, you know. Yeah, it was a bad but, play. Yeah, it's a bad it play. was just a bad play, which they happen like this preseason. You figure that out. But yeah, I think I was just slightly more impressed with Jacob Beeson because he was doing it against once. Now, if Sam Ellinger does the same thing next week, okay, yeah, I, I feel you. But 
Okay, let's move on now to some other positions. Let's move on to the running game. Really not a whole lot in the running game today. Interesting enough, Ben LeMay, out of all people, he led the Colts in terms of running backs with six carries for 26 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Wilkins added 10 rushes for 25 yards and a touchdown. Deion Jackson, five for 17. Marlon Mack only had four rushes for 12 yards. And Darius Anderson, two for five. What were your impressions of this running game today? I mean, if it wasn't for how many runs we had that resulted in losses of yards, the running game would have looked so much better today. I mean, I remember LeMay getting, you know, runs that were five, six, eight yards. I saw Anderson get a run or two that was, you know, eight yards. I saw Marlon Mack get a seven-yard run, and I also saw Jordan Wilkins and Marlon Mack get tackled five yards deep in the backfield because nobody blocked the blitzer that was coming off the edge and they had nowhere to go. So again, it's, it was either a really good run or it was a really bad run. I mean, there was no in between for the Colts tonight. There were very few three, two, three yard runs that I saw from the Colts. A lot more of it was either a five or six yard gain or it was a five yard, six yard loss. So, you know, it's it, you take with it with a grain of salt. Obviously, this isn't the starting offensive line that we that we want to see. They were going up against backups as well. But I mean, this offensive line outside of the starters on a on a bunch of spots right now just looks very atrocious. So that's something that's going to have to get worked on. Overall, I thought the running game was better than what the stats actually showed. It's just more of the offensive line that was having issues. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about the receiving game as well. You mentioned Tariq Black earlier. He led the Colts in terms of yardage. He had three catches for 67 yards. Michael Strawn had three catches as well for 57 yards. Uh, Desmond Patman had five catches for 49 yards. Tyler Vaughn, three for 46. And then... Uh, Paris Campbell had a catch for 37, which you talked about. Really nice ball from Easton there to Campbell. Uh, Courtney Davis had two for 29. Anderson had two for 17. Granson had two for 16. DeMichael Harris had a catch. Farad Green had a catch. So what were your impressions overall of these pass catchers today? I was impressed with the undrafted free agents, man. I mean, good Lord. I mean, we knew these guys could play, but my God. I mean, Tyler Vaughn's with that one-handed catch on his helmet. I mean, talk about Super Bowl vibes back when uh, Tyrese uh, ended up catching the ball on his helmet to get that big first down to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, man. I mean, it kind of reminded me of a catch like that. I mean, Ellinger put that ball perfectly where Vaughn's could get it and it was right there great catch and and then the throw before that Tariq Black coverage all over him and even got interfered with and still dove out and made the catch I mean these guys have some serious hands I mean very impressed with that Courtney Davis you know really showed some athleticism there Branson made a few catches today the first catch that he made it was actually ruled an incomplete pass, which was total crap. I, I could say here, for the love of God, how bad the refs were today. I mean, I'm sure that we, the entire country at this point is saying how terrible the officiating was from top to bottom in this uh, Colts game today. Uh, but, I mean, Granson's first catch should have been a catch, but they ruled it an incomplete pass for some odd reason or another, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, on top of it, seeing Michael Strawn 
do what we've seen him been doing in pre in the whole preseason so far, going up and making contested catches, making it look easy. And then Patman, seeing Patman make catches multi day in and day out there, it's like it's kind of was weird to see because I've never seen Patman really do a lot so far. So it was very odd seeing Patman get targeted so often today. I mean, it was great to see these guys making great contested catches. That's how you make a name for yourself. It's going to make it very difficult for the Colts to decide who that uh, sixth wide receiver is. It's going to make it very, very difficult. The Colts are going to have a big decision to make there. They are, man. They are. They're, all these guys are making cases now. Guys we didn't really consider had some pretty strong days, so they're making cases for themselves, which you'll love to see these guys competing for those spots. And you feel like, okay, you know, if these guys continue up, even if they're on the practice squad, right, you can bring them up and feel pretty good about where you're at at wide receiver, which obviously you love to see from a depth standpoint. So I'm excited to see how these number five and number six, I mean, we assume Strawn's going to get the number five right now, but that number six wide receiver position, you're right. There's going to be a lot of guys going for it, and I'm excited to see which guy ends up taking it because I think it's going to be a major big competition in these next couple preseason games. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move on. We talked about the offensive line a little bit. Don't want to harp on that too much. So we'll move on to this Colts defense. What did you notice today, Derek, from this Indianapolis defense? Well, I'll say this. I can point to you the player who was the best player on the defensive side of the ball today. There were a couple different names that stood out, but one guy that seemed to always be near the ball in the secondary was Matthew Adams. Matthew Adams, uh, multiple times today, was near the ball and almost had an interception in the end zone uh, going for, you know, against P.J. Walker. Now, I mean, Adams was kind of guarding a guy uh, that ended up getting a touchdown in the second quarter, but that was on a P.J. Walker scramble. I don't necessarily blame him completely because I don't necessarily think that was his man the whole way. But Matthew Adams, multiple times today, involved in covering wide receivers and tight ends today and had multiple uh, passes defended. I mean, this guy was everywhere. I mean, it was impressive to see and was making some tackles. I mean, Matthew Adams, very, very impressive, really doing a great job there. You know, was the best linebacker by far for Indianapolis today. Zaire Franklin had a really nice pop on uh, Chuba Hubbard today that stuffed him for a fourth down play there. So that was Really nice to see Zaire Franklin do that. I'll tell you who I was really impressed with was the interior defensive tackles. All these backup guys, whew. I mean, talk about movers in the middle. Oh my gosh. I saw. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Antoine Woods move guys all day long. I saw Andrew Brown getting involved in it. I saw Williams getting involved in it. I saw Joey Ivy, who we just picked up a few weeks ago, get the only sack of the game in a very pivotal moment in the fourth quarter. 
and, you know, Ivy getting some plays in there. So all the defensive tackles today really showed out today. They were really good in the run game. Wish I could say the same thing for, uh, for the defensive ends. Uh, Kamoko Ture did have a couple of uh, QB pressures and QB hits today, but never really resulted in a sack. Now, granted, the Panthers were getting the ball out of their hands pretty quickly. But uh, I will say this. I think Ben Banigou was kind of a disappointment today you know, was involved in a few plays, but there was a run where early in the first quarter where Chuba Hubbard was going to get dropped for a three yard loss had Benegu kept the edge and just made the tackle, but he just, it, he just half-heartedly ta- tried to tackle him. Hubbard got around him and then just got a three yard gain out of it instead. So, you know, that six yard difference that was a result of Ben Banigou not really doing as much. I mean. I, I wasn't super impressed with the defensive ends at all. It was really just the defensive tackle guys today. What about Isaac Rochelle, though? I felt like he was doing really well in that second half. Yeah, yeah. Rochelle definitely made some good plays in the run defense, especially. Uh, was filling lanes very well. Was not getting dominated off the edge. He was basically one of the – in that third quarter, he was really one of the only guys on the defensive end group that was actually making tackles even away from him. Even away from him, coming down the line, he was still making tackles right there at the line of scrimmage. So, you know, Rochelle might have been, outside of Kamoko Ture, from overall effectiveness today, you're right, Rochelle might have been the best defensive end today. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about Isaiah Kafusi real fast, because he had a play on fourth down that was absolutely awesome to watch. I watched the clip of it. I'm just like, man, this this guy might have something. And Derek, when we looked at him, like when the Colts first signed their undrafted free agents, we said he could be a sneaky good guy uh, in this linebacker, could be a, a candidate, dark horse, to make this roster. Now, he only had two tackles today, but one of them was really, really pivotal. Yeah, it, it really was. And when he came inside there, you know, unblocked and everything, you know, the great thing was, I don't know who the safety was that took that block, but the safety hit on Kafusi right after he hit him on the inside saying I'm coming in so he took the block from the right tackle and Kafusi just came right off the edge unblocked that was a beautiful tackle just head down full head of steam got that head in front of the legs of the running back great tackle right there reminded you of a Justin Houston tackle back in Kansas city in 2019, when he stuffed the running back in the backfield on a fourth and one also. And then, you know, he was hyped as could be. So was the entire team. You're right. He came off that edge fast. He had a great tackle. It was a big, big play. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the Colts went down and scored after that. So, I mean, that was, that was a very pivotal point there. So yeah, Kafusi, great play, man. That's how you uh, make a name for yourself here. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. I'm curious, staying with the defense real fast, what did you see from these defensive backs? We know that there's a battle going on for that number two outside corner slash number three corner spot. What did you see from guys like Marvell Tell, TJ Carey, Rakusen, and the, and the like, and Isaiah Rogers as well, I guess. What did you see from some of these corners? Well, um, I know TJ Carey went down with a groin injury, I think is what they said it was. Or no, it was a knee injury. Um, It wasn't even a contact injury. It was just him running and then just popped something in his knee. Uh, He was out on the field afterwards, so they don't think it was anything severe. But, you know, after the first series, he wasn't 
there anymore, so he was done. Marvell Tell had to leave the game in the second quarter because of a groin injury. But I'll tell you what, I mean, for both of those guys, not impressed with either one of them today. Uh, TJ Carey, you know, lost himself in a zone coverage in that first drive and ended up giving up a 50-yard pass to Carolina that put him inside the 10-yard line of ours. I think it was more like a 65-yard gain anyways and was tracked down by uh, somebody else. I think it was Isaiah Rogers, ironically enough. Um, and Marvell Tell, couple routes in the second uh, quarter, he got burned on, and P.J. Walker took advantage of those. I didn't like that either. Um, I'll say, I'll tell you what, I mean, the one play that I saw Rocky Sin play in today, the one play, I mean, Rocky Sin did have tight coverage, and that dude had no chance to make that catch. So Rocky Sin with the limited action, you know, he made a count, and, you know, Isaiah Rogers – in that fourth quarter, too, when the Colts were trying to come back, he he stuffed them pretty good, too. He he made sure to play some good, tight coverage. Early in the game, he struggled. He wasn't as tight with the coverages as he should have been, but there was a quick slant on a fourth and uh, – or on a third and two that he had in the third quarter, and, you know, he made a great play on that. So it was good seeing Isaiah Rodgers get a few plays here and there. Um, so, yeah, I mean – TJ Carey, Marvell Tell, kind of disappointments in my eyes today. But Isaiah Rogers, I think uh, Isaiah Rogers deserved some, uh, deserved a little bit of love today. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's something we're obviously going to continue to monitor the next couple weeks here as the Colts try to determine, okay, who is their number two corner right now on the outside? All right. Last guys we can talk about the two kickers, both perfect today. Right, obviously Rodrigo Blankenship started the game. He looked really good. He was perfect. He hit a field goal, hit an extra point, had four points in total. And then Eddie Pinheiro comes in and kicks a game-winning field goal for Indianapolis. So what were your impressions of both these kickers today? Pinheiro almost gave me a heart attack on that game winner because that thing almost didn't go in. So it, he gave me a little mini heart attack. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, both of them were were perfect today. You know, it was uh, it was nice to see them both do that, but Blankenship definitely looked like the more accurate kicker today. Uh, Panera, like I said, he hit them, but they were definitely close both times. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, obviously, that you like from this preseason game. There's a lot to clean up as well, and that's why you do it, man. You have two more games to figure this out before, you know, week one, before it actually counts. So, the Colts know this. They're going to figure out things with all these different players, good and bad. They're going to watch the tape. They're going to figure it out. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these battles continue to work out, how some of these players continue to, to tweak their game and hopefully improve in time for the regular season. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was a really good day in terms of content that we had out, a lot of people in our streams and stuff. So we really appreciate all that support. Thank you guys so much for doing that. And this is just the beginning, guys. This was just a preseason game. I know. So, preseason we, game. It had over 200 people watching with us. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Yep. So you got to think when we get to the games that actually count, hopefully we're going to get a lot more people in there. Hopefully so. so, man. I hope people come in to watch some Carson Wentz action. I saw a bunch of uh, – saw a bunch of – a couple Eagles fans in our pregame stream saying that Carson Wentz brought them to the channel, so – Hopefully they okay. enjoy watching our channel a little bit when Carson Wentz actually does play. It's funny. We had Phillip Rivers people last year. This year we have Carson Wentz people. It's always fun. But whether or not you're a Colts fan, 
we're glad you're here. We're glad you're checking out our channel. Really appreciate it. And we appreciate all the support, whether or not you do follow the Colts hardcore like we do, or whether or not you just like a certain player on our team. We don't mind. Really appreciate all your support. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.